We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dark Danny Moran here following a Blazers victory Monday night over the Los Angeles Lakers 127 115. That was fun. Uh, obviously, a lot to get to from this weekend. <laughs> Maybe the stupidity is finally over. I doubt it. Uh, but we'll dive into the Gary Payton stuff here a little bit later. Um, but I want to talk about tonight's game because it was a lot of fun. Uh, with Jeremy Grant out, unfortunately, due to concussion symptoms. Um, with really unfortunate timing, considering all the medical stuff that's been going around. First of all, I want to take a second <clears throat> and say this. The reporting <clears throat> around the Gary Payton II thing by Sham Sharania and then uh, Andrew Slater of The Athletic was cheap, knockoff, shitty journalism. Bare minimum. The people in the medical staff did not deserve it. It was a hit piece put out by the Warriors, and it's disgusting. It is one thing to have millionaires and billionaires have their pissing contests between front offices. Everybody gets their jokes in, all that kind of stuff. What they did, their irresponsible, reckless reporting, not calling one goddamn person, could have damaged the reputation of both Jeff Clark and Jessica Cohen, and that's disgusting. Disgusting behavior. Absolutely egregious behavior. Now, with that being said, it was a fun game tonight. I want to make sure I got that out there because I'm, I'm genuinely still pissed off about it. I, I, not, I don't care about the team stuff. It, they, they can handle their own. They can handle their own. That other stuff pisses me off. You're going with people's livelihoods, and, that's, and I will not stand for it. Will not stand for it. Absolutely unequivocally. And I wish more people in the media would do the same. Um, back to tonight's game. Sorry to everybody else who's not <laughs> ready for that right out of the gate. Um, fun game tonight. Unfortunately, like I said, Jeremy Grant out with concussion symptoms. Um, th- it happens sometimes, guys. For everybody who's freaking out about the medical staff and what they did or didn't do, they put them through. They put Jeremy through concussion protocols. I talked to him on Friday night, and he was totally fine. Uh, we were joking back and forth, having some fun. Um. There did not seem to be anything there. He woke up the next day, and I guess he just wasn't, he was, had some issues. So that's where they stand on that. Um, 
but that meant you had the likelihood for two guys to start, uh, and that included the new guys. Uh, Matisse Thibel uh, got into town. Uh, I believe he got into town um, Friday night, if I'm not mistaken, or I think he got there like an hour before the game, so he just didn't have time, you know, flying across country, trying to get everything right. Um, everything there, like – it just timing-wise didn't work out. Uh, but he got a couple days off. They got to go through some walkthrough stuff. I think they got a little bit of a practice in yesterday. Uh, and Tease, I want to say Chauncey said he blocked a three. No, Trendon. Trendon told me in practice that he blocked a three. Um, he said when he saw that in practice, he went, oh, he's like that. Um, and Tease is like that. For anybody who had never seen Matisse Thibel play defense before, Tease is about that life. Tease is an all NBA, literally an all NBA defender. Uh, he rates out in the hundredth percentile in both block percentage and um, steal percentage for for guards and wings. Excuse me. Um, he's a true six five. He's he's the when you talk about him being six five, he's six five closer to six six, not six four closer to six five. Uh, and he's got a near seven foot seven foot wingspan. And he uses all of it. His timing is incredible. He's wildly difficult to screen. His his IQ is through the charts. Um, Chauncey talked about him tonight uh, in the post game, saying, "Look, you know, even if our scheme is for you know to go over with somebody, I kind of let. I'm just going to let him do what he does. If he goes under, he's so good at. To me, the two hardest prime defenders in the league to screen are Tease and Mikhail Bridges." Those are the two hardest guys on the screen in the NBA. They get skinny. They, they turn sideways. They make. They do not give you anything to hit. And it's very, very, very difficult to consistently screen him. Uh, so even if you do get a piece, he just kind of slithers around. I mean, both those guys have Hall of Fame slithery badge on defense. Pick Dodger, excuse me. Slithery's on offense. I had to get my 2K up. It's been a little while since I've been on the sticks. Um... He got on the floor. He had two deflections and a steal in three out of the first, I want to say, six possessions. Like, he's just, he's that dude. <clears throat> His final stat line tonight, one steal, th- uh, three blocks, six rebounds, two assists, 14 points. I put the points last <clears throat> because I don't necessarily care about the points. He was helpful tonight. Uh, and they needed it, uh, particularly his four or six from three. That's huge. Um... But I need him to, to rebound. I need him. I, I need him. I need him on the stocks, steals and blocks. Uh, they are not a measure of good defense. However, what they are is uh, used turnovers or used possessions by opponents that don't turn into anything. Give me that. Um, I was talking to Kevin Pelton of ESPN uh, about Tease. Who he's a, a Tease fan because KP's a, a a husky. So don't don't hate him. KP's a good dude, but he's a husky through and through. He loves his purple, uh, and Matisse is a UW guy. Um, I said something about block threes, and I was like, doesn't he lead the league in block threes? And uh, uh, Kevin Gregg me goes, he uh, leads the league in block uh, block jump shots. <laughs> so, um, he was incredible tonight. Incredible. I don't expect four or six from three. I, I do not expect four or six from three regularly. Um, I made a joke on Twitter about the idea of, um, did the 76ers not know he could shoot? This is his second best three-point shooting out of his career. Uh, the only other game where he has hit more was 2019 against the Raptors. Uh, he hit five threes. So <clears throat> that's 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 something that's there. Let's kind of run through the game here real quick. Um, the Blazers came out and absolutely pasted the, the Lakers um, in the first quarter, 34-19. Um, the Blazers did not score a point in the paint. Not a single point in the paint. <laughs> In the first quarter. And I went, uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. This is not good. If those three don't start, don't stop, or if they stop falling, they are in trouble. But the difference was they hit 10 threes in the quarter as a team. So, who cares? 10 threes in the quarter. Uh, Ant hit two. Tease hit two. Dame hit two. Nasir one. Shaden two. We'll talk about Shaden later. Trendon one. Uh, everybody was getting theirs. The Blazers hit 12 shots in the period. 10 of them were threes. That'll get you a good quarter any given night. No doubt about it. Moving into the second quarter, Lakers started to score. Anthony Davis uh, still was not effective in the game. Uh, I said something akin to, if Anthony Davis takes any shot outside eight feet, he should be fined. Um, there was nobody who could handle him, and he just missed a lot of shots. He was flopping and flailing and hitting the floor. and Well, we've seen a lot of that in Portland. <laughs> um, the Blazers cooled off a little bit, but they managed to hit threes. Um, and by managing hit threes, I mean Damian Lord went absolutely freaking berserk and scored 24 points in the quarter. The Lakers scored 27 in the quarter. Damian Lillard scored 24. And I have no idea. I need to ask Dame what the hell Austin Reeves did or said to him. Because Dame went at Austin Reeves like, like he goes at Pat Beverly. Like he goes at Russell Westwood. Like he goes at guys that he does not like. And he tortured that man. I said something along the lines. He reminded me of, of the goat tied to the pole. Uh, uh, that gets fed to the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. I I don't know what... Darvin Ham hate him? He just threw him to the wolf, man, and Dame said, nom, 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 nom. Just absolutely cooked his ass. Over and over and over. And Dame went back for seconds, thirds. It was a buffet. It was all you could eat, and Austin Reeves was serving it up. Dame hit six threes, hit two layups, had a couple or five rebounds in the quarter, I mean, he just roasted. Roasted. Blazers go into the half. Uh, was it we're up 20? No, 19. I'm sorry. 19 and a half. Uh, 65-46. Uh, Dame has 30 at the half. Ant has 10. Uh, Tease had 6. A couple other guys with 6. It was all Dame everywhere. They just had no answer for him. The Lakers shot 36%. 3 of 18 from 3. 5 free throws. The Blazers only took 2. Thank God for the for the... Referees tonight, my God, they, they just kept that game going. Ba, 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 ba. Loved it. <laughs> High pace. Blazers only had two turnovers in the first half. Two turnovers. Blazers, uh, Lakers had five. Um, I really like the pace. I really like the effort. I like the intensity. It was just go, 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 go um, in the first half. And for everybody's like, oh, they're missing uh, LeBron James. Yeah, that's a, big, that's a big dude to miss. Let's not forget the Blazers are missing three starters. Damon Ant were the only starters. You had, you had one guy who played one game of the team, one guy who played zero games of the team, and then the guy starting at center is your backup center. I thought they did incredibly well considering the circumstances. Incredibly well. Now, shooting luck does that. Shooting 17 of 29 from three in the first half. <coughs> excuse me. Dame going super, super nuclear. Um, and I thought they did well defensively. I genuinely did. I thought they did well defensively. I thought they kept the Lakers, um, who had zero fast break points in the first half. Uh, they did have 13 second chance points. Uh, the Lakers had 10 offensive rebounds in the first half. You expect that. You expect that um, with their size. Um, not just Anthony Davis, but Rui's big. Troy Brown Jr.'s big. Vando's big. Wenyan Gabriel's big. Um, so, yeah, that's... Kind of a, kind of expected in, in that regard. 
But the Blazers, um, they, I think they matched them well. 17 first half points on the bench. I thought Nasir Little was really good against tonight. Um, didn't show up massively in the box score. I just thought he was good. Played 15 minutes in the first half, knocked down a three, and was a plus 25. Um, Shaden Sharp. We get to the third quarter, and Thibault and Sharp are the guys in the third quarter. They were they were they were incredible. Thibault goes two of two from three. Sharp goes three of four, one of two from three. Um, and this is the thing about Shaden that has been noticeable. And Chauncey mentioned it in the post game. They're starting to understand each other. When I say they, um, the team is starting to understand Shaden. Shaden is starting to understand the, understand the team. Things are starting to slow down for Shaden just a little bit. And they're running things for Shaden that make more sense for him. And Shaden is understanding the spots that he gets to. Now, everyone wants to talk about the dunk. The dunk was obscene. The press row broke a lot of rules on that dunk. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. Um, uh, Govan Bua, who... Uh, Covers the Lakers, fantastic writer. He was blown away sitting behind me. Kevin Pelton was sitting behind me, and he was just laughing. Everybody was kind of lamenting the fact that he's not in the dunk contest. Um, but as great as that dunk was, and it was tremendous, it was one step inside the free throw line, and his head was above the rim. Just pure top one percentile, 99.9th percentile athlete in the NBA. Just freak stuff. As fun as that is, and it's extremely fun, it was his footwork for me. You guys know me. I love them feet. Yeah, that's right. You can clip it. I don't care. His footwork, when he when he gets his feet right, if you somebody called said this uh, earlier uh, on Twitter, they said, hey, you said the same thing about Nasir. And yeah, no, most guys, when, when they get their shooting platform under control, good shooters, they get good looks. Shaden's one of those guys where if he gets his feet right, He's leaning towards the Dame Ant type of shooter. Like, he he is... There's something real there. It's particularly the catch and shoot. But even more on the footwork side, he got caught a little bit uh, on his dribble drive. I want to say it was... I'm trying to remember exactly. Split right to left dribble. Got to his left hand. Footwork wasn't perfect, but there was something there where, like, oh, there's there's some juice there. And he does a little half spin, little Kobe-esque. Brandon would love this, little baby Kobe. Uh, plants his right foot, turn, fade, cash. And it was, it was incredible. That's Those are the kind of things, to me, that are significantly more important if you're talking about projecting for a dude. There's a lot of guys in the league that can catch and shoot. There's a lot of league guys in the league that can dunk. In between game is is the separator. That's the separator. If you have the ability, the best players in the NBA can score in between. It just is what it is. Now, does it mean you need to go to it all the time? No, but if you are a 16 game player, playoff players, they can score in between. James Harden is a free throw rim three point merchant. Does not mean he can't hit in between when he needs to. But he can also get in between. I think over the last two weeks, Shaden has turned into one degree better. It's a, it's, a long, it's a long road. He could tomorrow fall apart against the Wizards. 
and I would expect it because he's a 19-year-old rookie. But he's he's showing more and more things. The building blocks are building up as instead of just building flat or dropping down. Like there's the baseline is lifting ever so slightly. And that's that's important. Defensively, he's getting lost less. His egregious mistakes are still very egregious. But again, I don't expect I don't know if I've ever I think I've said this publicly, but I, I, I can't remember or not. I have told every young player I have ever talked to, I have ever covered, I have ever interviewed, I have ever talked, like, you know, DM'd and texted and called, all those things. I tell them all the very same thing when the first time we talk. And then usually a couple times after. I am not going to be harsh on you in your rookie contract. I don't expect you to have everything under control. You shouldn't. You're young. You're going to make mistakes. When it matters is when you get your first real deal. When you get to your second contract. That's when that stuff's got to... He's got three years until that. So I don't... Like it's, it's not that I don't hold guys accountable or that I don't believe they need to. I just believe that you need the freedom to understand that growth curve. And with Shaden, I think that's the necessary patience that, that needs to be there. Will that line up with the Blazers' timeline? I don't know. Probably not. But... I do believe that's the kind of patience you need to have with a guy like him and, and, and Anthony when he kind of ramped up. It's the same thing. This is his first year as a starter and his first year post-rookie. You start being held more accountable than you were, but you also you're in a different spot. You're in a different role, and you need to judge guys accordingly for that. So every time I want to talk about the, the things that Shaden can or can't do, just keep that in mind. That's the thing that really that matters when you're talking about development. It's not linear. It's uh, ah, that's how it goes. It goes up and down. I'm sure that really plays really well in the podcast version. <clears throat> but let's finish this game up. Uh, the Blazers, uh, after three quarters, uh, basically have this thing put away. They're up 22 going into the fourth, and uh, that's pretty much all she wrote. Pack it up, put it down. Uh, you got Kevin Knox out on the floor for almost seven minutes of garbage time. Final score was kind of irrelevant because, uh, like I said, uh, Reddish played. Um, or Knox played almost seven minutes. Cam played ten. Jabari Walker played nine and a half. Um, RG Diacono got out there for almost seven minutes. Uh, I mean, it was it was good stuff. They were able to just kind of put things away and okay, okay. Um, outside of Dame having a forty-five and six or forty-six and or forty-point-six boards, five assists night, it's become ridiculous. It's become ridiculous how, how simple he makes 40 points look. He This is his 11th 40 or more game of the season. NBA leading. It's him, Luka, and Giannis. That's the kind of season Dame is having. Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, Shaden with 15, Tease with 14, Anthony with 14. Anthony had the start of the game off four of five, and I think he missed seven straight shots. Um, all things that, all shots that I expect him to make. Um, it just rattled off, rimmed off. He did try to attack Anthony Davis, which I like. Got blocked. It happens. But I'd rather see him do that than, uh, than kind of go the in-between game. Uh, led the team in assists again tonight. I think that's like the fourth time in seven nights that Ant has been there. Um, I would like. I want to see the night where he puts them both together. That's the next step. Be the playmaker and hit the shots. Asking a lot, but he's getting paid a lot. 
That's how that works. Um, Reddish struggled shooting the ball. One of five from three. Uh, two of eight from the field. Uh, was it five points, a couple boards, a couple assists? Yeah. I expect that. He's not. I don't think he's in game game shape yet. He hasn't played in two months outside of outside of Friday night. As he starts ramping up, then we'll we'll see how how things look. Um, it is nice to have a six eight guy out there. Tell you that. Uh, the guy that I want to talk about tonight had a very simple stat line. Trenton Watford, eight points, four boards, three assists. But I asked Dame about what it's like to have a guy like Trenton Watford out there and how invaluable he is when a defense like the Lakers tonight, after Dame had 30 in the first half, they threw two at him over and over and over and over again. And he just kept finding Trenton in the pocket, playing four on three and how Trenton's irrational confidence. It was funny because Dame talked about how last year he's an undrafted guy. Trenton came into camp and Dame says something along the lines of, this guy thinks he's a lot better than he is. And he didn't mean it disparagingly. He said he, he had a level of confidence, a level of swagger that you have to have to be successful in this league. And what trending can do four on three, and Dame elaborated this, is you have to be confident in order to make those plays. Because, you know, every now and then a de- the defense is going to get deflections. You're going to make the wrong read or you're going to be off on your timing. And you have to have the confidence to keep making the plays. And Trenton does have a, a swagger and a rational. Co- I love Trenton because anytime you talk to him, he's always he's got a little country drawl, and he's always there's there's a level of, of of swagger. There's a level of confidence behind him. Anytime you ask him anything, oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah in there. He didn't say no to much, and that's it translates to the court. And one of the things I asked him is, why do you think it's so hard? for that skill set, or why is that skill set so rare? And it was because of that confidence. He goes, there's not enough guys that have that confidence, that have the ability to do that, to have the IQ, the willingness, and everything kind of coming together. And he he highlighted Draymond as kind of like the apex guy. And he's like, I'm not comparing him to Draymond. Draymond is a different dude. Look, I I love Trenton. Uh, Offensively, he could maybe someday be as good as as Draymond. Defensively, nobody's getting there and having that package with him. Like, that's, that's just how that goes. But... What Trenton can do with what he has offensively, there's certain things in there that Dre can't do. Right now, Trenton Watford taking threes, I trust significantly more than Draymond Green. I've, I've kind of poked uh, Trenton a little bit over the last couple of weeks uh, for his three-point shooting because he's been shooting so well. Uh, tonight, he left one up there. Just left it up there for everybody. And I said, I saw you leave that one up there. He goes, yeah, I missed that. You know, I missed that first one. You know, or I thought that first one was going out. I'm sorry. He hit, he hit them both tonight. Um, but he goes, I thought that first one was going out. Second one, I felt confident, felt good. And then it kind of rimmed out and I got a little scared. But I left it up there. <laughs> and um, I said, hey, you know, I know I can, I've seen the work you put in with your three-point shot. Like you can see, it's, it's just so much quieter. It's so much simpler. There's, there's, there's so much more confidence in his shot. He goes, you see it? Good, good. I know. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. Um, and it's just, the Blazers need that. They need that attitude. They need his, his kind of his his juice. And honestly, uh, Tease, I think that's what part of why you saw them play the way they did tonight. Um, and there's been reporting around around Gary, Gary Payton and negative stuff here or there. 
Look, could that have been impacting the team? Yeah, it could have. Do I think it was like anything that was like dragging everybody down, like toxic? No. But were the vibes entirely right? No. A lot had to do with Josh knowing he was being shopped. And I think now that that stuff is resolved and everybody kind of understands where things are, at least for the next couple months, and you've got new guys who are looking to prove some stuff, I, I think you're going to find a team that plays like they did tonight. Some Certain nights, they're just going to get the crap kicked out of them physically. They just don't have the size. But on some nights, they can punch up. And when they shoot like this, they'll beat anybody in the league. You hit 23 threes. The, the, the franchise record is 24. You hit 23 on 47 of three from three. You're going to win a lot of freaking games. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. But like, hey, look at that. 69 points. Nice. Um, from three? Yeah, I mean... They put up a buck twenty-seven. That if they did, if they called, if they didn't call off the dogs, one hundred forty is on the on the board again. It was fun to see. Um, let's dive back into the Gary Payton the second stuff here real quick because we haven't really talked about it obviously since um, that night. Um, outside of the um, crappy reporting, I was glad to see Aaron Goodwin. Uh, Gary Payton's agent be the one to go on record to say that the Blazers training staff did not give him Toradol injections. I don't think anybody in the regular fan world understands what it is for an agent to go on record and not be an unnamed source. For him to put his name on that was no small thing. And that was, to me a shot at the Warriors for sit the hell down. Somebody's out of pocket. And that's why I said, if you don't have the goods, you you better not come. And that's exactly what it was. They did not have the goods. Um, what this means going forward, the Warriors have filed uh, with the League of Agreements. Uh, there has been a note from, I believe, Chris Haynes of the Warriors Again, operating through through the media. That's all they have done. They have not gone on record once about anything. Um, the claim about or the pointing in the direction of the New Orleans Pelicans and Larry Nance Jr. <clears throat> and he was included in the obviously in the C.J. McCollum trade. And because Larry Nance Jr. underwent surgery a couple weeks after he was traded to the Pelicans. Considering that David Griffin and the Pelicans <clears throat> did not file a grievance, that there's not been anything out of that, I would suspect that that transaction was also above board. <clears throat> the big things to take away from this, number one, <clears throat> man, my throat is fried, sorry. End of the night, that's how it goes. Okay. This is what's kind of important to take away from this. The transaction is done. The Blazers get their five second-round picks. Uh, the players are to their sorted teams. What was and wasn't litigated in the public was pretty much entirely for the Warriors. The only things that came out in public that were related to the Trailblazers in any way, shape, matter, or form 
were obviously Aaron Goodwin taking his stance and presenting it to his, his quote to uh, his statement to um, Chris Haynes. And then Josh Hart, shout out Josh Hart uh, of now the New York Knicks, going off on his own and talking about how the Blazers were great. Joe Cronin was great. Um, their t- training staff was great. And they're nothing but a first-class franchise and a first-class organization. I mean, that's... letting The Blazers just kind of letting that speak for itself. I think that was the, the right way to go. Um, beyond that, I personally, knowing what I know, I don't see any recourse for the Warriors here. I think somebody threw a fit. I think somebody didn't like what was going on. I, I just, I don't believe that there's anything there that's actionable with what I know. I could be wrong. I'm not a lawyer. But that's what I know. <clears throat> well, that's what I believe based on what I know. So, um, real quick, uh, I see a couple people asking about the differences between GP2 and, and Tybull. Um, GP2 has got more juice as a playmaker, a more natural passer, um, more physical, bigger, stronger. Um, Tybull's uh, taller, longer, um, significantly more slithery, um, more disruptive in the passing lanes um, and as a shot blocker. The... Um, they're very different while both being very impactful in what they can do. I think if I if, gun to my head, if I had to pick what makes more sense for this team, I think Tybal does, but I can see the merits of somebody like Gary because they, they do need somebody who's a little bit stronger, uh, who's a bit more bullish. And I think that's kind of why they were targeting Gary in the first place. Um, but man, Tease eats up space. And I, I asked Chauncey tonight, does Tease's experience in college, because he obviously played at UW, uh, the question about Tease hilariously, um, he played almost exclusively in his own in, uh, at Washington. And now the NBA is kind of moving towards um, a little bit more zone defense, a lot more zone defense on Sun, te- on sun teams. And I asked Chauncey tonight about the idea of, you know, did, does that – does Tease's background, does it allow him to adapt to this team more quickly? Um, that you can just kind of throw him out there in a zone, even if the principles are slightly different, um, to be more effective. And he's like, yeah, it, it, it does. But also, Tease, whether it's man or zone, he kind of plays it the same way. It's like, this is his space, this bubble in front of him. Like, whoever's in front of him, he's just going to clamp up. And he did, um, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, I he had a, I don't. I. I just did not feel like he had any impact in the game tonight. Dennis Schroeder was one of some. Like you look at the guards tonight for the Lakers. Russell was eight of sixteen. Beasley somehow was six of twelve from three, and it did not feel like it at all. Uh, Schroeder was one of seven. Walker's two of six. The guards for the Lakers just felt like they could not. They couldn't get anything going, and and Tease was. I mean, on the floor for what you know, almost thirty minutes tonight, twenty seven minutes tonight. And it felt like even when he was out there, it was he was making life hell. Absolute whose shot did he send into the twelfth row? Was that Beasley? I think it was Beasley. I, I can't remember. I just remember thinking, oh my God. He covered so much ground and just sent it. Absolutely sent. You do not 
see wings do that. You just don't see that. And he does it regularly. Again, number one in block percentage. He's the 100th percentile. Um, the game he had tonight was a, just kind of a snippet into what he can do. He's not going to fix everything. There's a lot broken with his defense. But the Blazers held the Lakers to 115 in, God, what, 10, 12 of those points were in garbage time? The, the Lakers could not score tonight on a small team. Granted, again, no LeBron James, and they're integrating some new guys too, but, I mean, yeah, Beasley hit five of his threes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I. They, they just didn't do anything. And I think Tybull was a huge part of that. And honestly, I thought Shaden was disruptive tonight. He finished with three steals tonight. A couple deflections. When I go look at the, the, the uh, tracking stats in the morning, I'm going to see the Blazers probably with like seven or eight deflections, maybe more, but probably as many that many between those two guys. It was very, very interesting tonight. Now, they could fall on their face tomorrow on a back-to-back against the Wizards. I hope they don't, clearly. They win that game tomorrow. They're at 500 going into the All-Star break. And then it's anybody's game. I didn't do my normal standings check because I literally walked in the door and sat down. Uh, let's see. Standings live. Western Conference. Trailblazers are two games out of fifth. Dumb. Dumb. Here we are again. Two games out of fifth. Win that game tomorrow. Get to 500. See what happens down the stretch. They struggle. Then you talk about maybe somebody picks up a calf strain. Winking it on. They win a couple. Go on a little five out of seven. Seven out of 11. Okay. Now you're looking at the play-in. Now you're looking at maybe outside of the play-in or above the play-in and you're in the top six. That's how tight things are. One little run, good or bad, can decide things very quickly. Difference is the Blazers just haven't been able to... They haven't done either yet this season. They haven't had a... Was it Memphis lost 11 in a row? They, they, they haven't gone that sideways yet. They've gone sideways, not full tilt. They need, they need to get a lot of wins or a lot of losses, one way or the other, and there you go. So... All right, well, that's where we sit for now. Thank you all. Appreciate you. I love you. Um, we'll be back tomorrow for the game. Uh, after that, All-Star break is coming up. I've got my surgery coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, I will have um, a Matisse Thibel video. I might do a Radish video. I don't know. It depends on how much he plays and how much he gets integrated. Uh, Tease I will definitely do. Uh, I will uh, take some of the 76er stuff, and I will take as much of his Blazer stuff as I can and, and kind of break some stuff down. Uh, where they're using him, how they're deploying him, what they're kind of going through with him. Um, both offensively and defensively, and I will drop that when I am down for surgery. Uh, I will be out for two weeks. So prepare accordingly. Um, like I said, uh, my surgery date is March 2nd. Uh, it could be before that. I don't know. Um, I do plan to host a watch party um, 
for the All-Star uh, events, uh, particularly for the three-point contest. Ant and Dame both in it. Would have been cool for the dunk contest. Maybe I'll do it for the dunk contest anyways. We'll figure it out. But I'll, those will be open to everybody. Uh, we'll have some fun watching those, and then uh, we'll go from there. And somebody's asking if the, those breakdown videos go on this channel. Yes, they do. All if You can actually find all the breakdown videos I've, I've done over the years uh, all in one little area if you look for the the one-on-one or uh, breakdown videos um, spot in there. Um, oh, and somebody asked if I pr- promise to get trending on the show. I I, ha- I have the ask in. The uh, Hopefully we get trending on the show before the All-Star break. Uh, I know he's going home. Uh, for the all-star break. Um, so I don't want to interrupt that, but if I can get him, uh, for, for a half hour, that, that's the goal. So, um, other than that, I've got, uh, GM Joe Cronin will be on the radio show. I think this week I'm still trying to lock in a time. Um, not on the podcast this time. It's just going to be on the radio, which kind of going back and forth between the pod and the radio. Um, and with everything currently going on, <laughs> Um, things are up in the air. So other than that, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Do all of the things. Uh, have a wonderful night. Uh, go get your significant other something for Valentine's Day. Don't get in trouble. Uh, and we'll catch you guys maybe tomorrow night. Take care. Talk soon. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.